0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Overcoming Chronic Illness podcast. My name is Dr. Brian Raid, and I am a naturopathic doctor. And today I am joined by Caitlin Weeks. She goes by the handle Girl on Instagram, and she talks all about the carnivore diet, um she uh, i believe has more of a penchant for uh, helping folks who are uh, dealing with Hashimoto's this um, autoimmune thyroid condition but from her posts uh, that i've seen on her social media i've been following her for a little while now she talks about other topics as well so i was <clears throat> um happy that she agreed to be on the podcast because um as uh, uh, some listeners might know or anyone who's been following me on social media for a little while now uh, might know that i did the uh, f- a full carnivore diet for a few months um Geez, I can't remember what year ago it was now, probably two or two or three years ago anyways. Um, And that was really helpful for my own health. Um, I've since uh, phased onto more of a meat-based diet, but I've definitely drank the Kool-Aid and I'm a big fan of a meat-based diet. It works really well for me. It's certainly not the best fit for everyone, um, but it's uh, something that's been really helpful for me. And I've seen it help uh, quite a number of my patients as well. Um, So I have a lot of my own thoughts about the carnivore diet, but we'll see what Caitlin has to say today. Um, And uh, just, you know, what is the relevance to folks dealing with complex chronic illness? Well, some of my patients dealing with complex chronic illness have really benefited benefited from a full carnivore diet or um, at least a meat-based diet again not everyone but a number of them have and so I'm yeah anxious to uh, pick her brain a bit about um, just some of the ins and outs of uh, the carnivore diet um, maybe uh, some tips tricks uh, pitfalls different things like that sounds like she has quite a lot of experience with it uh, both firsthand and uh, she has her own podcast as well i um, blanking on the name right now it's something like a some type of carnivore podcast, I'll definitely link to it in the show notes um, below. But um, yeah, looking forward to picking her brain. So I'll bring her into the conversation in just a moment. Uh, Just a quick note, um, if you happen to be watching this on YouTube, um, please excuse the gash on my face. I had a little uh, mishap at uh, my uh, kickboxing class last night. So um, yeah, hence me having a bloody gash on my face. Um, And also um, on that lovely note, um, if you haven't yet had an opportunity um, or inclination to um subscribe to my mailing list please consider doing so if you're listening to this on YouTube the uh, link is in the description below this episode if you're um uh, listening to this on um uh, some podcast platform it's um uh, oh, goodness it's uh the link to join is in the show notes below um by joining the by joining my mailing list, you are on my mailing list and hear about uh, different events that are coming up, uh, whether it's a live Q and A for me or different uh, podcast episode uh, releases that are coming up, or uh, various other. Uh, just sometimes I'll just post, uh, send out newsletters that uh, uh, where I talk about things that I'm excited about in practice, the things that are, things that are on the more cutting edge of my practice. Um, and uh, also, if you uh, join my mailing list, you get um, instant uh, complimentary access to the first two m- modules of my Overcoming Chronic Illness course. Um, it's an eight module course um, that's available for purchase, but you. You can access the first two modules for free, the introduction, which kind of gives the course overview, and then a module number two, which is all about mitochondrial dysfunction. Super, super important um, to understand that, to get a good sense of the underlying uh, pathophysiology of complex chronic illness. Um, but then also it can uh, be a very important treatment adjunct um, by addressing the mitochondria can help folks to get better quite a lot faster. Um, the other modules have, uh, revolve around things like digestive disorders, uh, mold illness, chronic infections with Lyme and co-infection heavy metals, methylation uh, function, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, quite a few different topics in there. So uh, if you'd like complimentary access to the first two modules, please consider signing up for the mailing list. Um, I will leave it there. I'm going to pause the recording and I'll be back in just a moment with Caitlin Weeks. All right, everyone, I'm back joined by Caitlin Weeks. Uh, Caitlin, thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, so Caitlin, um, in the intro, I mentioned you're, of course, a carnivore um, aficionado. Um, but uh, if you wouldn't mind sharing with us before I start picking your brain, uh, just how did you get interested in the carnivore diet? And just maybe speaking a little bit to your uh, experience uh, yourself and maybe by by proxy with what you've seen in other folks who use the carnivore diet, please.
1: Sure. So, um, you know, I probably, like many of your listeners, have uh had experience with autoimmune disease and, uh, in about 2009 or 10, I was a personal trainer. I was doing all the things that we're supposed to do running, eating mostly tofu. And I was, you know, I was doing a lot of chronic cardio, but also I was doing, um, I was doing a lot of weight training too. And I was in great shape on the outside. I looked great, but, um, all of a sudden things started going haywire and, um, I had just run a 13 mile, you know, half marathon. And I thought, Oh, you know, this is just the greatest. I'm in the greatest shape of my life. (laughs) And then, um, I got this elbow pain and it was like there for two weeks and it just wouldn't go away. And I was like, this is strange. Like, I don't understand this. And then all of a sudden I just couldn't get out of bed in the morning and I had to like hold the wall. I mean, it was just the most debilitating fatigue that you ever, I mean, it just, it's nothing that even pregnancy or <laughs> since I haven't even had it since. I mean, because it was like bone deep, you know, even when you don't sleep, when you have a kid, it's different. Like it doesn't hurt. Like this was like sleep deprivation that hurt or, you know, being so tired that it was like you, you hurt all over kind of thing. It was really strange. And all I could do was just go to work and then crawl into bed any moment that I could. And I was going to bed super early, like six o'clock at night. I mean, I was just sleeping. I was sleeping like 18 hours a day. I mean, it was all I could do. And when your personal trainer doesn't really look good to be like super tired and like sitting down or holding the wall or, you know, and I mean, I was about 30, 32 um, when all this was kind of happening. And, I went to the doctor, of course, they said, oh, well, you're just getting older. And I was like, I don't know, that doesn't sound, this is
0: not not at 32.
1: It's not the kind of older that, you know, so I thought, well, I had actually run into a naturopathic doctor. She had a little office next door to the gym because I was living in San Francisco at the time. And, you know, there's a naturopathic doctor on every corner. <laughs> and so um, she had, she, we had become friends. I had actually gone to her, uh, kind of marketing myself like, oh, I'm a trainer nearby, blah, blah, blah. So she, she, I went back to her and I said, Hey, you know, I got these labs done at my doctor. And, uh, she looked at them right away and she said, you know, you have Hashimoto's <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, because like your thyroid runs your whole body, you know, one of the main things that you need is thyroid hormone. So I got on, she gave me um, nature thyroid, I think at the time. And within two weeks, I just started feeling a 1000 times better. I mean, I still wasn't myself, but I was, I could not focus on sleeping all the time. I was just like, I mean, it would made a huge difference. And I was like, this is so weird. You know, Like, (laughs) what a difference, just a hormone, you know, that Mm -hmm. anyway. So then after that, I kind of changed courses and I studied nutrition and I got, you know, really deep into it because I just was so floored that, you know, I could do everything right. And I could get so sick and so messed up and you know, just kind of changed the course of my life. So
0: <laughs> that's and, awesome. Change for the better. That's, that's great. <laughs> so, so how did that, uh, did that somehow segue into the carnivore world or how did that uh, transition? Well,
1: happen? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, along the way I got, you know, I got better. I did, I, there were some other people at my nutrition school. I started going to, uh, it's called Bowman Bauman college in Berkeley, California. And I met some other people there that were into the paleo diet. And um, so I learned about paleo. I went to Datis Katerozian's workshops and, you know, things like that. And then um, I met over time, just got more into keto. I started thinking, you know, carbs are really not working for me because I have a lot of problems with, you know, that the reason I went so heavy into the personal training and all that was because I have a history of being um, overweight and everything. So I was just like, oh, to work out as hard as I can and diet as hard as I can. Cause I don't want to be, um, you know, fat like my family or whatever, you know? So, um, then, you know, I got better on paleo. I got better on keto. I felt a lot better. You know, I felt like I was healing a lot of things. Um, but I still had a lot of bloating and just my digestion was never, like I didn't have any pain anymore, nothing really, Um, you know, my skin is good, but really my digestion just never quite got better. You know, I was always just bloated. And so my friend, another friend later on, she said, try carnivore just for like a month. And I was like, you're crazy. I'm not doing that. I'd heard of it a couple of times, mm-hmm. but I was just like, I'm not doing that. She's like, just do it for 30 30- days you can do anything for 30 days. And she was like, it might really help you. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm not doing it right now. And then like, I waited till a time when I like, wasn't going on any trips or anything. I was like, when I could stay home and I could cook. And, you know, so I did like, it took me about four months to really get started. And then when I did it for 30 days, I mean, within 24 hours, I lost the bloating and I was like, "What? (laughs) this is crazy? And Mm -hmm like a lot of my sugar cravings. I still had a lot of sugar cravings on keto and stuff because there's like keto treats and I always love dark chocolate and stuff. And that went away. And like I was, my blood sugar had gotten better. Cause I used to like, when I was a personal trainer, I used to carry snacks all the time in my bag. And I was always like having these terrible, hangry meltdowns, you know? And then, um, so that got better and better, but uh, this was the first time I just could go for many many hours without thinking about eating. I was just it was a new level of like satiety, and uh, and I could just focus on other things. Um, because food had just ruled my life and um for so long, and so um, but this was the first time. This year was actually the first time my thyroid antibodies went to under thirty. So now there were twenty three. They were six hundred. When I first got sick, they were over 600. I don't remember the number, but they were 600 or 600 plus. Mm -hmm. And then now they were 23 this year. And I was like pretty blown away by that. That's the first time I've seen that. So, and that was just like in the spring that I got those numbers. So
0: that's great. Uh, Um wonderful. yeah, I uh, know, I was just saying that's great uh, Sorry, I wasn't uh, meaning to interrupt yeah. there, but yeah that that's wonderful. so obviously you're you're convinced that uh you know or you you've seen the proof in the pudding in in terms of your own results that uh it's obviously been a very helpful diet for you um are are you um yourself like still following like are you following a 100 percent strict carnivore diet or are you um, doing more of a meat-based diet or what what's been the long-term plan uh for you?
1: I mean, I've done it for five years now, so you know I have definitely tried to see what I could incorporate and what. Um, but during that time, uh, in I did this diet for about eighteen months, really strict. Then I got pregnant and I had a baby, so I gained like fifty pounds. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, after you're pregnant, then you're breastfeeding, and then. So actually just stopped breastfeeding about uh in September. Mm -hmm. So no, no, no. This is September in August. Mm -hmm. So about mid-August, I quit breastfeeding for the first so I breastfed for three years. So as you know, that has like a downstream effect on everything in your body. And um and I was able to make milk and everything. People think, oh, you have to have carbs and all this crap, but that's not true. I mean, maybe for some people, you know, but for me i had no problem as long as i kept my electrolytes up uh and you know stayed hydrated you know whatever that means to you but for me i just i mean i'd say i just say that so people will make sure that that's a part of their plan because um uh you know a lot of people i think that is their problem and maybe some people need carbs and you know when you're pregnant or when you're breastfeeding, it's a very hard time. You're very sleep deprived, you know, you're all messed up. So, you know, don't be too hard on yourself, you know, about your diet or whatever. But I just found that for me, um, being as strict as I could, you know, helped me slim down after, and it helped me sleep better. And, you know, just all the things with my moods and everything, just trying to get back Um, now I definitely, you know, I can go off the rails with some cheese big time so I can gain weight. I don't, I do think, you know, a lot of people with Hashimoto's have dairy sensitivity, maybe more than other people. Um, so I can gain weight really easily if I eat cheese and I found that it's best if I just don't eat any cheese. Um, and then, you know, there's some vegetables that are like, I made a video recently like it was like cucumbers, avocados, um lemons, limes uh i can't remember all of them but like basically the ones that paul saladino you know says that but the low carb fruits you know so those ones are pretty much like squash zucchini you know i can eat those things they don't really seem to affect me too much um i but dairy is the worst. And that is something allowed on the carnivore diet. So like, for me, it's better to for me, if I eat an avocado or a guacamole, for example, than if I eat a whole bunch of sour cream and cheese, does that make sense? So mm-hmm. I guess I'd say more of a, like a paleo carnivore or something, but mm-hmm. I don't, I really just feel my best just eating meat. And so, um, and now I'm really trying to lose weight and get down to the lowest weight that I was before I got pregnant. So I would like to, and I find that if I just eat meat, even if it's chicken or fish or whatever, which I don't even, I like chicken wings, but I don't really care about fish anymore. It's weird as I used to like fish. I mean, I'll eat it, but it's just not like something I crave. Mm -hmm. And um, so as long as I eat any kind of protein, no dairy, I will lose weight, but if I eat anything else, I kind of like blow up and, and just get off track. So,
0: um,
1: you know, I have found a couple of vegetables, but it's just kind of like, I don't care about it either way. So it's not something I need to have, you know, maybe once over the summer, I was like, Oh, I'll eat some cucumbers or I'll eat some zucchinis just cause it's like in season, but really nothing I cared about. You know, the only thing I really crave is like ribeyes and um, I love scrambled eggs, but I've even done an egg elimination lately just because it seems like I don't know, maybe have an egg sensitivity to the whites or something. And if I eat too many whites, I can tell something's going on, but so on and on and on.
0: Yeah, well, it's just kind of that ongoing experimentation process of you know like what works and what doesn't, and um, I guess one one question I have for you and and whether you know it's just you know whether it's your just based on your opinion or if it's based on um, any scientific scientific literature or what you've heard from other experts out there in this, I'm just wondering like if the person listening to this is thinking like yeah, you know like I I eat an omnivorous diet and I feel pretty good you know if just a random person listening to the podcast you know like i'm eating my veggies and this and that and like oh my gosh like it just sounds like you're on this really really restricted diet like and in my own personal practice i've had some patients where they've well if several patients state where the carnivore has just been miraculous for them it's been like the only thing that's shifted things and many other patients where like they found it to be helpful they feel better eating that way i'm just wondering why do you uh why do you think um some folks just seem to be so reactive to so many things um you know, obviously, some people can just completely, as best we can tell, anyways, like thrive eating omnivorously. So clearly, it's not just you know built into human DNA that we're only supposed to eat meat. Um, but why do you think some folks are just so reactive to things where you know meat alone seems to be the the main thing that they can tolerate?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I think you know you're in a great position because you are a naturopathic doctor, so you can like. Do all these tests on yourself or figure out things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, I spent thousands and thousands on uh, functional medicine testing and stuff. And it was just like, I came up with basically nothing. It was always like, you're fine. There's nothing really wrong with you. And it's just like, you know what? I'm so was, like, F that. I'm like so sick of it. Like, I spent all this money and you've told me nothing, you know? And so I just kind of got like fed up with that kind of thing. And so I think, um, I think it just depends on how sick you were. Like I was like, you know, I had the nail in the, you know, the railroad spike and I was just like, see how hard, see how hard you can hit it. You know, like how far can you drive yourself down into the ground? You know, mm-hmm. like I didn't take the hints, you know, that were dropped along the way. I just kept pushing myself further down the mm-hmm. hole, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what you know, our conventional system does to you, you know, it's just like, uh, oh, well, you're not, you're not, you're not feeling good. Well, take some birth control pills. Or you're not feeling good. Well, just run harder, you know, try harder. And so, you know, we have this like stress culture that's just like, go, go, go. So I, I guess it just depends on where you're starting out from. And if you you know, you, we have so many things that we're putting in our bodies, on our bodies, around our bodies, you know, we're, um, you know, I switched all my personal care over the years to be natural stuff and, you know, makeup and lotions. And, you know, even in my home, trying to not use um, products that, you know, like Lysol and things like that, you know, I don't use any of that stuff. I open, try to open my windows every single day. And, you know, get outside a whole lot and walk around the block and, you know, get, go in the pool, go in the lake all the time. I mean, of course I know the pool has (laughs) chemicals too, but Mm -hmm. sometimes you can find a saltwater pool. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, just lowering your toxic load, you know, you have to do, it's not just one thing. I mean, eat your food, you have to do the best you can. I mean, we can't all afford organic and everything, but it's just, Uh, and then changing my lifestyle too. Like I used to work in the gym, like I said, and I had a crazy schedule. I had to get up at five in the morning and I quit doing all that. I stopped and I started working from home and, you know, sleeping in and, and just letting myself wake up naturally. And now I'm pretty much like a stay at home mom. I do a lot of, you know, internet stuff, but, um, you know, sleeping in with my baby is like, you know, the funnest thing. We wake up whenever and then we go to the playground and, you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, he's three now and, you know, just changing my lifestyle. I mean, I'm really lucky. Like my husband works really hard and, you know, we do balance it out. And like, you know, I've, I've worked less since I've had a baby. I used to work a lot more and, you know, so, I mean, it's, you have to look at every aspect. If you hate your job uh, you have to change it up and see if you can try, you know, working from home or getting a different role or, you know, going back to school for something else. I mean, you really have to change everything. If you have autoimmune disease, you know, it's going to take everything in the kitchen sink, um, because whatever got you there is not going to get you out of it. You know,
0: that's, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so for folks listening, other thinking like, yeah, you know, I've thought about the carnivore diet, um, but you know, I have, you know, X, Y, or Z concern about it. Um, you know, uh, what, what in your experience, uh, from what, you know, you've, uh, seen with, uh, other folks that you know, or folks, you know, messaging you or posting comments on your social media or whatever it happens to be like, what are some of the, you know, maybe one or two or three top reasons that folks give for not wanting to try the carnivore diet. And, uh, what would your kind of, um, rebuttal or response be to like kind of some of those top one or two or three reasons why folks have uh, some reservations about trying it
1: uh i mean i guess mostly it's boredom or they and i mean with boredom uh so it was either be boredom or that they think it's gonna make them unhealthy like give them high cholesterol or something like that so those are the two that kind of like pop up to me but um with boredom i think you know, you learn how to cook different cuts, you learn how to, um, you're you're also less hungry. So you're not like eating, you're just not eating as often, or as you you still eat a lot. But it's just, it just takes that focus away from all these complicated dishes with all these ingredients. And, um, you know, a lot of us are following that kind of a diet, because we think it's going to make us healthier. But you know, and the simplicity makes your life more simple because you just have a bunch of frozen meat in your freezer and, you know, you throw it in the sink before in the morning. And then by lunch, it's time to, you know, it's thought out or something. So, I mean, um, it's just the simplicity, the lack of, you don't have to make so many decisions. And if you're not really hungry, then, you know, meat doesn't sound good unless you're really hungry. So you got to kind of wait until meat sounds good, because that will tell you, you're hungry, you know? So, um, I think boredom is a big one. And then cholesterol, you know, people just, you know, they, they have misheard all these hypotheses about cholesterol, our whole lives. And, you know, cholesterol is actually a healing substance and what we eat doesn't really, um, our bodies make cholesterol anyway. And, you know, a sign of high cholesterol is that you have inflammation in your body. You have a site where, uh, your your body's making more like at one time my cholesterol was over 300 because my thyroid was unregulated and as soon as i got on thyroid medication it went down to like um you know 210 or something so it was like okay you know it's a sign that something is wrong so it's making more it's running to a site to heal in your body so you know i think just you study it more if that's really a legitimate concern. Like, don't just echo it, you know, actually look into it and and see like, you know, that whole, the whole thing with Ansel Keys and he's the one who came up with that and making us fear fat. And, you know, if you really look into it, you'll see all the holes that are in that theory and you'll be like, you know what? People have been eating meat for millions of years and it's the whole whole reason we're still here today. So and how can an old, super old food be causing new diseases?
0: There's a lot of <clears throat> compelling questions. And, like, as uh, you mentioned, Paul Saladino, uh, folks listening, uh, he has his handle is the carnivore MD, uh, or at least that was his car- handle. But, anyways, he's he's fairly prolific on social media, has his own podcast as well. Um, and, yeah, like, just listening to some of his interviews with like various folks. And I particularly like when he chats with uh, Dave Feldman, who, like, just really kind of gets into the weeds of, like, you know, yeah, what does the research literature actually say about the relative risks of cardiovascular disease when, you know, your LDL is going up, but you know, in the absence of you know, inflammation markers and this, that and the other thing. Like it's it's really compelling. And like just going through naturopathic medical school, you know, practicing for probably about 10 years before the carnivore diet really came and like fell on my lap. Um, it's like, oh, like just I never heard any dialogue around it. It was just like, oh yeah, like just cholesterol bad end of story. And that's that's all there <laughs> is to it. So yeah, it's definitely something worth um, you know, having having a conversation about, I think. And there's yeah more more to the story than that. Um, in terms of side effects of the carnivore diet, um, are there uh, kind of, um, or, or Suspected or or maybe expected uh, or presumed is the word I'm looking for. Presumed side effects. Um, I know in my own practice, um, if I mention the carnivore diet, like one of the biggest concerns is, uh, like, you know, longer term, like, yeah, what's it going to do to my cholesterol and whatnot? But I know one of the bigger concerns is, like, is it going to have a constipating effect? Um, Just wondering if uh, there are certain um, sort of more like immediate health concerns, whether it's constipation or feeling tired or I don't know. uh, What are some of those concerns that you hear about from folks when they're um, having some hesitation about trying? the carnivore diet and what would your response be to those concerns?
1: I mean, you know, similarly to keto, you know, you will probably get some sort of keto flu reaction, you know, that should be sugar withdrawals. Uh, you can get, um you can lose a lot of electrolytes. So uh, taking your electrolyte, like more so when I did keto, I didn't really take electrolytes seriously, but when I started carnivore, I really did. I used to just take my finger, stick it in a bowl of salt and just lick it. And that was, and I do that several times a day and that helped a lot. And then now I take like pre-made electrolytes. Um, so, I mean, I think electrolytes will solve a lot of your problems, especially with tiredness and stuff in the first week or two. Um, you will have more so than constipation. I think most people have diarrhea Mm -hmm. and that's because they increase their fat to really high or really quickly. And so, um, your gallbladder and cannot keep up with that. So one thing to just be really careful of is melted fat. Um, so like if there's fat left in the pan or something, just don't eat it at first, you know, because you need to kind of ramp up slowly with your Fat, um, because if especially if you've had maybe some problems in the past, um, like I know a long time ago, I if I ate a whole can of coconut milk, for example, like if I got a made a smoothie or something, and I would just be like, oh, I'm gonna just drink the whole thing, I would like get like a terrible pain, you know, and so it's kind of like that's what I think of something like that. So you can try some digestive enzymes at first. You can try some ox bile. Um, you could increase your HCL. Um, But really it's like the liquid fat. So if you do eat fat, like you could eat cold butter slices. I've heard that helps people rather than, um, and you know, I mean, I found you don't really need to add a bunch of fat to your diet. Uh, I mean, I've, I feel better when I don't add a lot of fat. I just eat the meat. I eat a lot of fatty meat, but I just kind of eat the meat and the way it comes. But yeah, if there's a lot of drippings in your pan and stuff, just don't eat those because um, you know, later on you can experiment, but just at first give your body a little bit of runway to, um, not, you know to adjust. <laughs>
0: Yeah, those are good, good tips. And, uh, and it's a reminder that I usually say this at the start of the podcast episodes, but uh, nothing that we're saying should be construed as medical advice. This is all for informational purposes only. If you need medical advice, please ask your healthcare provider for that advice. Um, and
1: yeah, I mean, one more thing it's just, it's not for everyone. I mean, if you're feeling good on a, on a, you know, mixed diet of some plants and some meat, and, you know, like I was doing paleo diet for many years, it was great. You know, I mean, it helped me a lot. You know, I, I was able to stabilize my blood sugar and all that, but, um, and I was, you know, fuller and just, I felt really good. And, you know, maybe that's enough for some people. I do think that's a great way, a great place to start, you know, and then if you find that you're like binging on sweet potatoes or honey, or, you know, then maybe you go a little further or, um, you know, it depends on if you have like, you know, imbalances, like, uh, you know, a lot of people have UTIs or things that are sugar related. So it's like, it depends on what's your, what's going on with you as to what you need to do, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's a very good point that it's not a one size fits all. And yeah, I've had some patients where they go carnivore and they feel really rotten and, uh, but then they kind of do a modified carnivore and that works for them. Or if some pa- I have some patients, not many, but some that do really, really well on a vegan diet and that's, that's wonderful for them. So whatever, whatever works, <laughs> but, uh, <maybe> it's debatable, <laughs> <out> until- here. <laughs> but there you go. Yeah. Yeah. They probably wouldn't have got to this point of the podcast episode would be my guess, but- <laughs> Um, well, uh, Caitlin, I know we don't have a ton of time left cause I know you've got a bit of a time crunch with, uh, your little one going to be on the way home pretty soon. And I need to get home to my <laughs> little ones, uh, and not too long from now to be in time home in time for supper. Um, so just before we wrap up, would you be able to share with lis- listeners, um, how they can find you on social media, whether you have any online offerings, um, courses or way that you work with folks or what, uh, how, how can folks uh, get um, in touch with you if they'd like to?
1: Yeah, that's um, my name on most social media is grass girl. I'm on YouTube. I have um, I do a video there every week. And I'm on Instagram, I try to do a couple reels a week. And um, I have a carnivore ebook that I wrote. It's 182 pages. And it's carnivore30.info. So carnivore30.info. That's where people can, it's kind of a 30 day introduction to the carnivore diet. It's kind of a challenge for them to you know, just do it and then, you know, cut the excuses and just kind of get started. And, you know, then you can always customize it to yourself, you know, once you try it.
0: Great. Well, thanks for sharing that. I'll post the links to all of those uh, in the show notes below. And um, thank you so much for joining me today. It was uh, fun to pick your brain.
1: Thank you, Dr. Brian. I appreciate it.
0: My pleasure. Uh, well, thanks so much everyone for tuning in to this episode of the Overcoming Chronic Illness Podcast. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed it and please stay tuned for the next one.